Oh, King of Kings, Son of the Living God Most High, we agree with the songwriter that you are worthy, that you deserve all the praise this morning. You deserve it in the afternoon, in the evening, all the time. Ancient of days, we bless your name. We thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We pray as your word comes, O oh Lord, that you shall open the eyes of our understanding in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that we shall understand thy word, that the enemy shall not steal it. In the mighty name of Jesus, have you prayed thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Say hi to somebody. Hallelujah. It's been a while. Just say hi to somebody. Bless somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God has been good to us. Hallelujah. I can't believe March is coming to an end. Amen. The next time we come, it will be April. Hallelujah. He has been faithful. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. Amen. 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 Today, for the month of March, what we have been given was God, the center of our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week, our elder or Tim preached on the anointing. Hallelujah. He talked about the custodian anointing, the anointing of joy. Hallelujah. The priesthood anointing. Amen. Amen. And we learned a lot from that. We are really richly blessed by that. Amen. Today, the uh, scripture I'm reading from is from 2 Corinthians 3, 5 to 6. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 to 6. And then I read from the NLT. The NIV is here. I'm going to read from the NLT. He said, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualifications come from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. Hallelujah. New covenant. That means that this one replaces an old one. Hallelujah. A new covenant replaces an old one. This is a covenant. He's still talking about a new covenant. That is not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenant ends in death. But under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. Hallelujah. The spirit gives life. Amen. 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 So God, the center of our lives. To build on this, we have to understand what this covenant is. And I hope that by the grace of God, us, what the Holy Spirit has taught me or has revealed unto me. Hallelujah. Amen. There is, um, there is a, a scripture that the, I'm going to diverge a little bit. Just, just indulge me for a second. There is a, there is a scripture that I want us to, uh, I want us to, to, my time is up. The alarm just sounded. Amen. So we can leave early today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so Ephesians 1, I did not give you this scripture. It just dawned on my heart. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.15. Ephesians 1.15. He says, Ever since I heard, this is the NLT, 
Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, going to 16, I have not stopped thanking God for you. And this is Paul saying, and you also see this in Colossians. He said, I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight, hallelujah, so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And the 18, he goes on to say, I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Hallelujah. So the, other, uh, the NIV says, I pray, can, can we go to the 15 of the NIV? He said, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, and your love for all God's people, 16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, 17. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Hallelujah. This is a profound statement. And I pray that if, I just, I, I, I just want you to pray as much as possible, pray this prayer every day, hallelujah. Pray that God open the eyes of my understanding, hallelujah. Give me insight in your word, hallelujah. Give me wisdom in your word, hallelujah. Keep, because you see, I remember the, the other time too when I saw it in Colossians. If you go to Colossians, you realize that Paul, knowing that, so Colossians 1.9, Colossians 1.9, Colossians 1.9. I know I didn't give you these scriptures, hallelujah. Colossians 1.9. So he says, that for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives you. Hallelujah. The, the end, uh, New King James Version reads, For this reason also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. This is important. So Paul is writing to saved Christians here. He writes to the church of Corinth. Hallelujah. And then he tells them, that, no, to the church of Ephesus, sorry. He tells them that the prayer that he prays for them is that their eyes to be enlightened. Hallelujah. That they shall have an insight so that when you read the word of God, it doesn't read like a storybook to you. Hallelujah. So that when you read the word of God, there is a spiritual understanding. Amen. God is spirit. Hallelujah. So that the knowledge comes from here to here. Amen. Not from here to here. 
These days, you go on, on YouTube, you go on Instagram, there are a lot of sermons. Hallelujah. And every time you hear, there's a lot of philosophy going on out there. There's a lot of things that, to man, it makes sense. Hallelujah. One plus one is two. Hallelujah. But then, to God, it's not the same. Hallelujah. So that we have a spiritual insight to the things of God. So that John 3.16 does not just mean what people say, but then you see that there is something behind it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I encourage us to pray this prayer. Amen. God, open the eyes of my understanding. Hallelujah. Open my eyes so I understand your word. Amen. Open my eyes so that I know your word. Hallelujah. Open my eyes so that your word is etched on my spirit. Amen. And when you arrive to that, you have it made, I tell you. You have it made. So that when they come, they should, you will not. So Paul said that, I pray that we shall, you will grow, right? And, and be pre presented perfect before God. What he means, or the other word that the scripture says, is that mature. So that will be mature, presented before God. You, we know in, in 1 Peter, when you're a Christian, you're a baby. Amen? You're born a baby. He said about feeding them milk, right? But then you are to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So that as you grow in the Lord, certain things are not a problem. Amen. The understanding that comes, that you chew meat, you chew bone. Hallelujah. I remember when we had uh, 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 Jonathan, he, he, I always say that because he was, my, he was my firstborn. Amen. It was pretty profound. That, that was quite an experience. Amen. That you see a little boy who eats just a little bit of milk and, and he's full. Amen. We had to burp him. Hallelujah. You burp him, you did almost everything for him. Hallelujah. But now he stands there, you take him to Chick-fil-A, my goodness. And he sits there. This guy, I tell him to slow down. I said, this chicken is not going anywhere. Slow down. Bam, 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 bam. Five minutes, Jonathan is done. And then we are all still sitting there eating. Hallelujah. He is done. So that we can consume the word of God like that. Amen. To be able to chew meat, to be able to chew bones, to understand the word of God. Amen. That we go from babies to grow in the Lord. Amen. The Lord Jesus said something. He said, there is so much I, ha I, have, I have to teach you, but I can't tell you. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will reveal all things to you. Hallelujah. Last week, uh, our team preached about anointing. And he said, the anointing that lives in you. Hallelujah. He will teach you. Amen. So there is more things to be learned in God. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm a gardener. I, 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 I garden every summer. Hallelujah. And that makes me, one of the things that I appreciate is how God relates to us. Because if I have 15 pepper plants, some of them need different things, even though I start all of them at the same time. They all start, I put the seeds in the soil the same day. What I don't do it separate. The same day I seed trees, then you see one germinate. The other will delay. One might germinate in seven days. The other will germinate in about 14 days. Hallelujah. But then you see the other one that germinates in 14 days can sometimes overcome the one that germinated in seven days. Amen. Then you see, then I notice that this one is not doing so well. So then I will change where I'm putting it. Amen. 
when I'm, I'm taking them outside, for them, we, we call something, there's something called hardening. And I remember the first time I gardened, I didn't know. The first time I germinated my own seeds, I didn't know. I just took them from inside and I put them in the soil straight away. By three days, I went to all like this. And I said, what is going on? Because I didn't harden them. So hardening is you take them outside for about an hour. They get used to the breeze. Then you bring them inside. You continually introduce them to the outside environment. Amen. Then after about a week or so, you can leave them outside all day. Then they are good. Then they can, they can stand. And then when you put them in the soil outside, then they do well. So the Father, our Father, Jesus Christ, talked about our Father God as a gardener. Amen. And Father, so sometimes I give one fertilizer and sometimes I don't give the other fertilizer because that one indoors, I don't want it to grow too much. Sometimes I have to decrease the amount of light or the duration of the light I give the one inside compared to the one that I put on the porch so that we know that the Father God, the Father God takes care of each and all of us differently. That's the point that I'm trying to raise here. Now, depending on what you need, he is there to provide for you. Hallelujah. Depending on when you need a little bit more light, he will give it to you. If you need some pruning, he will prune you. If you need to be fertilized, he will give it to you. But it's on individual basis. When we come here, there are things that we get here. But then when we go home, your personal relationship with God, it is very important. That is when God attends to our needs personally. Hallelujah. That is when God attends to each and every one of us. He does do it here, but the one-on-one, -on -one, oh my goodness, the one-on-one, -on -one, the one at 6 a.m. that you're on your knees, that you are praying to him, that you say that I start my day with you, the one that you worship him alone when everybody is sleeping. That is where the real interaction takes place. That is where the real growth takes place. That is where the feeding comes in. That is where you are given what you need in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But it is God who does it for all of us. Amen. Through Christ Jesus our Lord, he does it for us. Amen. And I want each and every one of us to have that personal relationship with God. Not just that you come here and one hour, two hours, then we leave. Oh, brother, how are you going to stand when you, when, when you are taken outside and the wind blows? Hallelujah. How are you going to be hardened? It is not enough. Hallelujah. You have to go from just coming here on Sundays, like I put the plants outside, to being with God every day. Hallelujah. To being with God every day because of his grace and his mercy. I tell you, even if me, who attend to my plants, you can imagine what the Father God himself would do for us. Hallelujah. He will prune each and every one of us. He will provide for each and every one of us. And there is nothing that when you need, he will not make it available to you. Hallelujah. I tell you, you do not take God as a PRN medication. You take him as a daily medication. You don't take him as the Alif. Hallelujah. You take him as the, the, the let's say, the, for, for lack of better, the blood pressure medication. You take that every day. Amen. There is a dose. It wears off. Then there's another dose. It wears off. There's another dose. That is what you feed on the word of God. Dose by dose by dose. Then the blood pressure is down. If you take it today, 
you don't take it for three days, and then you take it, you'll come and see me in the hospital. For sure, I can guarantee you that. There will be some consequences of that chronic condition. Hallelujah. But then, the grace of God, which abounds to all of us, he will provide for us. Amen. He is not as needed. He is a constant God. Hallelujah. He, he appreciates relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know. I had to go there. I don't know why, but this has nothing to do with my message. Amen. So, the Bible teaches us that we have a covenant-keeping God. Amen. He makes covenant with man. Right from the beginning in Genesis, he made, when he created man, he said, this is your part. Take care of everything. He put man in charge of everything. Hallelujah. And then he told Adam, do this, do this. I have created it. I have watered it. They, the Bible says that they sprang up from the earth. Hallelujah. According to what God did. Then you realize one of the things that the Holy Spirit revealed to me was that he said, you realize that Adam, when he sinned, he suddenly became aware that he was naked. Amen. So we know that Adam had the spirit of God in him. So God breathed into Adam and Adam worshiped with God. So Adam, as human as he was, he was very spiritual. He was so spiritual to the, to, the, to the point that he didn't even realize that he was naked. Hallelujah. Even though Adam had the flesh that he interacted with the world, amen, he had the flesh that he interacted with everything that God had created for him. He was very spiritual. Hallelujah. So spiritual that the earthly things, even though they were around him, he was above them. Amen. It was until Adam sinned that he became more fleshly. Amen. That he realized that I am naked. Hallelujah. That is one of the things that our Lord Jesus Christ was. He was just as human, but as also very spiritual. Hallelujah. And that is how he overcame. As we are humans, they thank God that our spirits have been recreated. Amen. There is a spiritual aspect to us, and there is a physical aspect to us. Most of the time, some of us, we are more in the physical 90% of the time than Sunday morning. Then we are back to physical. There's like nothing happened. Then somebody steps on your toe. Quick, quick, me? Do you know me? <laughs> Have you seen what I can do? Then Sunday, nine is to one. Hallelujah. But then that is not what God intended. So you can see that from the beginning, when man fell, man fell, God had been trying to connect back to man. Amen. The Bible says that so man, God was in man. And that connection was broken. We learned that in Bible studies when we did our Bible studies. Join us on Tuesdays. Amen. And then when that connection was broken, you realize that God had been trying to get back into man, to reconnect to man, for the spirit of man and the spirit of God to get back into union. So now, if you read after the fall, oh, it got to a time God said that I have regretted making man. And God kept cutting the days of man. God kept cutting the days of man. He just started reducing the days of man because there was so, there was so much evil going on. 
So then we go from God being in Adam, and now God is like, how do I reconnect to these people? And this is one of what I want you to see. So God came to Abraham. So God came to man. Hallelujah. So now we go from having God in us, in, in Adam, to know nothing, and God came to Abraham. The Bible says that God appeared to Abraham and told him that leave your people and go to the place where I will show you. Abraham gathered his wife, Sarah, his cousin, Lot, and the things he owned, and they set out. Hallelujah. And then you can read, the Bible says that Abraham was 75 years old when God appeared to him. That would make Sarah about 65 years old, because Abraham was about 10 years older than Sarah. So they set out to go and follow the word of God. So now God is coming to man. God is coming to man. So God speaks to Abraham. And then there is a period, we read the scripture, but then you read it, Abraham was 75 years old, the Lord appeared to him. The Lord told him that I'll make you great, leave, he left. Then at one point, Abraham, God bless him, he's like, how are, how are you going to, um, when I die, my servant is going to take everything because I don't have an heir. And the Lord says that I will give you a son. Amen. He makes him a promise. Then you see the faith God. You see God changing Abraham from just a man to a man who believes, to a man who has faith. He gives him his word. And even he shows him that before even Isaac came, God showed Abraham that your children will go into bondage for 400 years in a foreign land and I will punish that land severely. And, and, and it was pretty interesting that God showed him that. But yet still, he didn't have a son. Ishmael came. As Ishmael came, still no son. God said, not Ishmael. And we, we read the scripture, when God visited Abraham, we have to understand, 75 years old, God called him. He interacted with him. There was a period where there was no conversation. Hallelujah. Then God came to Abraham again. Then when he came to Abraham, this time around, he tells him that, you know, that this was before he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, will I, will I keep any secrets away from Abraham? And then he tells him that your wife, Sarah, is going to have a baby in a year's time. That time, Abraham was about 99 years old. If you read the book of Romans, it makes it clear. So that 99 years old, God told him that you have a son. And Sarah laughs in the, uh, she was in the kitchen, she laughed. And the Bible says that she was afraid. <laughs> when God, God sitting outside, heard her laugh, he said, why did you laugh? She's like, I didn't laugh. The Bible says that she was afraid because of that. But he said that, I will come and visit you. Then he changes his name from Abram to Abraham. Hallelujah. So God appeared to him. And then with that, God is building his relationship to man. Amen. He's rebuilding it. Then after Abraham, there came Isaac. From Isaac, Jacob and Esau, hallelujah. Jacob is chosen the 12 tribes of Israel. Now the 12, 12 tribes of Israel comes, and then shall we go to Exodus? Exodus 25, 18. Stay with me here. So now I talked about God coming to man. When it was broken, God came to man. He came to man in, in, in Abraham. He said, then have them take a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Hallelujah. So we go from God coming to man to God dwelling with men. So Bible says that the camp of Israel, they had a temple in the middle. And in the middle, and the camp 
was surrounding the temple, hallelujah, or the tabernacle. They were in the middle. And the, and the clouds of the Lord God Almighty will be on it. And then when it moved, they moved. When it stopped, they stopped. Amen. So now, God dwells amongst men. He's still not a man. He came to man, and then now he's dwelling amongst men. The presence of the Lord was there. Amen. The cloud of the Lord was there. And then he gives them laws. Hallelujah. But you and I, thank God for Jesus. Jesus established a new covenant so that we go from God coming to you. When I bring the gospel, I bring it to you. Amen. But when you accept God, he doesn't dwell among you. He comes to dwell in you through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So God amongst men, and, and this is in the tribe of Israel, and this is all God building up. Amen. Moses is their leader. They are in, on, in camp. The Lord is among them. But then clearly we see that this thing does not work. This relationship does not work. So every year you have to go to the temple, present yourself. You present yourself. Then there was the outermost court. Then you go to the inner. Then there was the holies of holies, where the high priest will only go once a year. Amen. In there was the ark of God. And there was the manna, I think, um, uh, the staff of Aaron that grew leaves. All these things were in the ark of the, uh, of the covenant that God had in them. So they will go there once a year and they will present themselves to God. Hallelujah. For atonement, covering. The covering only lasted a year. So, in, so everybody will make that trip every year, especially the meal. You cannot miss it. You have to present yourself in Israel. You have to present yourself. So now God is living amongst men. Amongst men. But that is not enough. Hallelujah. Shall we go to Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34? Jeremiah 31, 31. He said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the, by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant though I was a husband to them declares the Lord this is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after the time declares the Lord I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their heart hallelujah I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach each of their neighbor or to say to one another, you know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them, hallelujah, to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and, and will remember their sins no more. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews 9.15. Hebrews 9.15. He said, for this reason, Christ is the mediator of the new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from their sins committed under the first covenant. Hallelujah. So we go from God coming to man, God appeared to Abraham, 
God lived amongst the Israelites, and now God Christ in us. Hallelujah. This is God. So this is all planned by the Father, perfectly planned. At the appointed time, Christ came. Not early, not too late. At the appointed time, Christ came. Hallelujah. And Christ's coming created the conditions that were necessary for you and I to have God in us again. Amen. Let's go to, I hope, I hope you are still with me. No, you, 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 I hope you are still with me. All right. So let's go to Colossians. I didn't give you this. Colossians 1. Colossians 1.26. Colossians 1.26. So, so he says that the mystery that has been kept for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. Let's keep going. 27. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. What is the mystery Paul is talking about? He said, this is one of the greatest mysteries that God hid from the beginning. When he came, when he was, he, he appeared to Abraham, when he was among the Israelites, it was all a mystery. And this is the mystery leading up to this. What is this? Which is what? Shall we read it together? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Does somebody have the message, the message Bible? Can somebody read the message Bible for me? The message. My tablet, I don't have the internet connected to my tablet. The message Bible. Before the message Bible, I'm going to read the NLT. The NLT, and I read 27. He says, For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Oh, I thought I'd hear amen. Christ lives in you. Jesus lives in you. Hallelujah. Jesus lives in you. He said this gives you assurance of sharing, of sharing his glory. Jesus in us. Amen. Who has the message? Please read the message for me. Colossians 1, 26 to 27. This mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time, but now it's out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. The mystery in a nutshell is just this, Christ is in you, so therefore you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. We preach Christ, warning people not to add to the message. We teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity. To be mature is to be basic, Christ, no more, no less. That's what I'm working hard, I'm working so hard at day after day 
year after year, doing my best with the energy God so generously gives me. Amen. Basic. That was the part that I love when I read the message. He says that it's as simple as that. No more, no less. Christ liveth in you. Christ liveth in me. Christ lives in you. Hallelujah. So we go from the fall to God appearing to Abraham, to God living amongst the Jews, to the point where we are in Christ liveth in you. That is profound. Sometimes we think he's, he is up there, but we create a huge distance between us and him. That he is up there, but he is in here too. Oh, he is working in there. We have to be conscious of Christ in us. Hallelujah. You have to be conscious of Christ in you. As a child of God. When you wake up, he's in there. When you go to sleep, he's in there. There's one thing about the Father God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are perfect gentlemen. They don't interrupt. They are not rude. They, he, he won't. He won't. He won't. He's in there. He can be quiet for 10 years if you let him. Hallelujah. But then he will be prompting you. A word of God will come like this. To remind you that Christ liveth in you. Hallelujah. That's why Peter said, you have been bought with the precious blood of the Lamb, of the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid a price. Hallelujah. And there is a lot that had to happen for this mystery to be demystified or for this mystery to be revealed. Christ had to come in the form of man. Right from the beginning, go through everything to die. And that made it possible. When God was among the Jews, he was itching to get in them, but he couldn't because the conditions hadn't been set. But Christ liveth in you. I haven't digressed from my message. He said, God, the center of our lives. I had to build this. Hallelujah. Next week, we are going to continue. Hallelujah. Next week, we are going to see what living as somebody who Christ lives in you, making him the center of your life, what that entails. Hallelujah. And I entreat you with this mindset to read the book of Colossians. Amen. This week, read Colossians 1. It's only four chapters. 1, 2, 3, and 4. Hallelujah. You're going to see how Paul introduces what Christ did for that new covenant, how he got rid of the old one, and what happens when Christ lives in you, how you're supposed to live with Christ lives in you. Hallelujah. Shall we be on our feet?